Hello and welcome to All Things Urticaria from Medthority. In this series of podcasts, our host, Professor Marcus Maurer, is joined by his friends and colleagues to discuss all things urticaria. Over to Professor Maurer. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Urticaria, your UCARE podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm here in Berlin at the UCARE of Charité, and I'm very, very happy to have with me today Youngmin Ye from Korea. Hi, Youngmin. Hi, Marcus. Thank you, Marcus, for introducing me. Hello, everyone. My name is Youngmin Ye. I'm working at the Department of Allergy and Clinical Immunology in Aziz University School of Medicine in South Korea. And I joined the UCARE network two years ago. Two years that were very exciting. I mean, I look at all the projects you run and the, the papers you publish and your team there is so productive, so happy. We are so happy to have you on board in our network. Youngmin, let's start by um, maybe a difficult question. And that is <laughs> out of all your projects uh, that you have completed recently, what are some of the more exciting ones for you or the most exciting ones? Is it even possible to pick one or two projects? Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, as I am a, a clinician, I just wanted to answer the very clinical questions raised by the patients with CU. So the first question is why my hives are so severe and how long should I suffer from these hives? Uh, to answer these questions uh, raised by my patients with CU. Uh, yeah, I designed a longitudinal retrospective cohort study of CU patients who visited in our hospital over the recent two, uh, 20 years from 1997 to uh, 2017. Wow. In, as you know, in previous epidemiologic studies, one-year remission rates of CU have been reported from 30% to 80% with a, a very wide range of variation according to the different countries, populations, study designs, and using uh, different definition of CU diagnosis and remission. So I wanted to figure our remission rate of CU and to identify prognostic factors of CU using a longitudinal database, I thought that the prognosis of CU might vary depending on the initial severity of urticaria. Mm -hmm. Applying unsupervised machine learning techniques, we identified four distinct clusters of the medication scores of the initial three months of treatment. From consistently low disease activity, cluster one, to consistently high disease activity cluster four. Okay. Patients classified as the cluster four, the highest disease activity cluster, have similar features of severe CU in previous reports from worldwide. Mm -hmm. They have longer duration of CU, higher serum total IG levels, relatively lower vasopils and eosinophils in peripheral blood. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you a question because 
Um, the team from the UK in Beijing just mm -hmm. found very similar um, predictors, let's say, of the course of chronic urticaria in Sindhu, in chronic inducible urticaria. And I, you know, when I read your paper, I was very uh, intrigued that high disease activity comes with long duration, but also mm -hmm. that these low basophil counts are mm -hmm. a predictor, because that makes me think of autoimmune urticaria, no? both severe, low basophils, do you think that it is autoimmune urticaria that has the long, longer duration? Uh, mm, but in the in this retrospective study, we mm. didn't include the autologous serum skin testing uh, or the thyroid autoantibody results. Because, be interesting. Yeah, because it it is just a, a data extracting by the electronic medical records okay. so yeah so many uh, research results were excluded in our this uh, cohort well maybe for the next study young men yes we need to look at other immune <laughs> yes and then as we expected moving from clusters one to four times to see remission became longer two years for cluster one, the low disease activity, and six years for cluster four. And cumulative incidence of zero emission within 10 years of treatment, more than 70% of patients in clusters one and two achieved remission from CU, whereas 50% of uh, patients in cluster four were found to reach zero emission over the same 10-year treatment period. And we found that in addition to the CU clusters, female sex and strong sensitization of house dust mites, mm. at least class three, were independent prognostic factors for remission in CU patient. Uh, independent predictors of remission. So yes. female patients had shorter duration? Longer duration. Longer duration. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Very good. Hey, Youngmin, did you have a chance to look at angioedema in this study? Did the algorithm, um, when you, it's a machine learning algorithm, right? So you, you, did you feed angioedema as a parameter to the algorithm? Angioedema, uh, yeah, is another uh, diagnosis the code. So uh. we, yeah. We cannot include the, the angioedema. I understand. In Another study. interesting study because I think I remember mm -hmm. that uh, just looking at the literature and doing uh, a review of predictors that angioedema came out as uh, one of the predictors of long, long duration. And it would make sense, you know, angioedema is more common in uh, autoimmune chronic spontaneous urticaria and so well maybe maybe we need to do this maybe a UK project young men let's do a let's do a UK project yeah, how about uh, think of the uh, uh, how does my sensitization the role of how does my sensitization in CSU you know in my in we, we looked at this many years back we looked mm -hmm. at allergic sensitizations and we did not find a link with really anything you know patients with chronic spontaneous urticaria in germany or in berlin i should say they have they're sensitized to house dust mites as often 
as others, no patients without chronic spontaneous urticaria, but we didn't find a link to disease activity or severity or course. Now that may be different in Korea uh, and in, in, in other countries. Would be interesting to figure this out. What do you think is the link between house dust mite and chronic mm. spontaneous urticaria? Yeah, I think nobody doubts the, that mast cells are the primary infected cells in urticaria. Currently, the primed mast cells ready to release mediators upon exposed to various stimuli are thought to be at play. Sensitization of mast cells with monomeric IgE in the absence of antigen has been found to promote mast cell proliferation, differentiation, survival, and mediate production. So mm. the presence of specific IgE against house dust mite may also play a role in priming mast cells in CU patients. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Inter interesting hypothesis. I, I like it. We should test mm -hmm. this. Actually, with a low level of evidence, uh, there has been a study shows uh, from Chinese Chinese mm -hmm. people, uh, Ig sensitization to house dust mite proven by the skin testing were certain specific IgE level measurements in CS patients uh, has been shown to have high urticaria activity, those yeah. with the CSU patients with house dust mass sensitization. And several anecdotal the case reports shows the immunotherapy specific immunotherapy using house dust mite can make remission of the CU mm -hmm. uh, among those patients. So very, very, very interesting. Maybe we are underestimating the importance mm -hmm. of IgE2 environmental allergens in CSU. And it may be a regional phenomenon where uh, in some climates or countries, this mm -hmm. is more important than in others, no? Mm -hmm. Actually, in our country, uh, 50% of general population have the house dust mite sensitization. Mamma mia, that's a high rate. That's, that yeah. is... Yeah. It's similar with the several Asian countries too. Mm. Mm. So I think uh, IgE against house dust mite can be involved in the priming or the activation of mast cells in CSU patients in Asian countries. And meanwhile, the presence of specific Ig to house dust mite in CSU patients may simply reflect an epiphenomenon of exposed to environmental dust, not a direct cause of the disease to induce mast cell degranulation. If so, how the exposed to house dust mites can induce mast cell activation. Um, recent researches have proven that house dust might activate nociceptors to release substance P, neuropeptide, from sensory neurons. And there is direct evidence that mast cells are activated by substance P via mm -hmm. mass-related GeneX2, MRGX2 signals. Uh -huh. 
they are I fine. see where you're going, yeah, young man. I, you know, I we're both we're, we are both fans of this receptor. I know that mm -hmm. you're doing a lot of research on mass-related gene protein coupler receptor X2. We call it X2, just to be mm -hmm. brief. Um, so let's switch gears. I like that because I think a lot of urticariologists are wondering about the role of X2 as a receptor and ligands-like substance P. Do you think it's important for chronic spontaneous urticaria? Uh, yes. Uh, these days, I think of the X2 and mm -hmm. uh, neuropeptide and emo emotional stress in CS patients. So, yeah, it's important for me uh, these days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, as you know, X 2 X2, a G-protein-coupled receptor is selectively and highly expressed in human skin mast cells, and MRGPRX2 is well known to be a crucial receptor for pseudologic and non-IG-mediated drug reactions, as well as neurogenic inflammation. So substance P, an agonist of X2, is released from sensory nerve endings and activated mast cells can provide a positive feedback mechanism for hormonal cell activation and its production. Interestingly, a significant elevation in serum substance P levels in severe CSV patients has been reported. Moreover, uh, substance P and IL-33 have been shown to synergistically potentiate the production of cytokines, including TNF-alpha and VGF by human master cell lines, and those cytokines and chemokines can induce the uh, inflammatory cells recruitment in their inflammatory sites. And as you know, the Fujisawa in Japanese group demonstrated that MRGPRX2 was highly expressed in CSU skin, particularly in severe CSU. Based on these findings, uh, we aim to investigate the MRGPRX2 levels in the serum from CSU patients. And we also found that MRGX2 levels were significantly higher in the severe CSU group mm -hmm. only, which is defined as UAS7 score was greater than 28, then in health controls and non-severe CSU group. However, however, no difference was noted between controls and the non-CBS CSU. Yeah. So MRGX2 uh, increased MRGX2 in the zero of the patients with CU is just indicating the severe uh, master cell activation or degranulation in mm. those patients. Yeah. Mm. I, I Mm, I, I, I like that, Youngman, yeah. because, mm. you know, we're, we've been looking for biomarkers of disease activity for a long time. Wouldn't it be mm. nice to be able to measure how bad urticaria is? Um, and, uh, you know, we use the urticaria activity score and the urticaria control test, all these uh, patient reported outcomes. But to have a blood marker that can be measured uh, would be really helpful. Do you think that soluble X2 is that blood marker? Uh, 
I hope to do. <laughs> so the other groups um, will the validate our results in other populations, patients with CSU. I hope to do. Okay. All right. I. I, I think there is another UCARE project, Youngmin. I think this would be really interesting to look mm. at uh, across the different yeah. UCARE. However, I'm afraid that the measurement of the IG against the TPO is very quite different uh, among the study groups. So yeah. the measurement of serum MRGX2 levels, uh, the techniques to measure uh, the MRGX2 levels and other serology markers in CS patients, we need to validate and establish their exact uh, techniques. I agree. I agree. This, this, you know, um, there's so many urticariologists like you and us and, and, and others who are interested in these markers. Um, we need to get together and uh, compare the results of our essays and uh, cross-validate our findings from, from, from our patients. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to doing this with you and others. Cool. Very, very cool. One more question, Youngman. If, if X2 as a receptor is so important, shouldn't we find ways to shut it down? to possibly develop treatments that are based on X2 antagonists? Uh, yeah, I, um, I think so. Uh, considering that uh, X2 is remarkably expressed in skin lesions and peripheral blood of severe CSU patients, and it is specifically involved in Ig independent activation of mast cells. Uh, we have the almost 30 percent of the severe CSU who uh, whose urticaria um, are not controlled by omalizumab and regulizumab treatment. So the, if we modulate MRGPRX related signals or the expression of MRGX2 in the CSU skin, it can be an alternative therapeutic option for severe CSU patients who remain symptomatic after anti-IG treatment. I so, like that idea. Yeah. I like that idea very much, young men. So mm -hmm. let's let's work to make that happen. I mean, I have one last question before I let you go. It's the million dollar question. Uh, let's make it 10 million. If someone were to give you 10 million dollars today, <laughs> <laughs> but you have to spend it on urticaria research, on one project, on one question, what would you do? Recently, uh, the, my major question in my head is, how MRGPRX2 expression is regulated in mast cells, basophils, and eosinophils, mm -hmm. and the clinical relevance of how does my sensitivity to the development and progression of CSU? Those are two projects, young men. Yeah. Those are two, but it's okay. I'll let you split it. Five million for house dust mite, 
and mm -hmm. 5 million for mass-related gene protein coupled receptor X2 research, two super interesting projects. Young Min, I'm so happy that we had time today to talk yes. about uh, your recent findings, your interest, your plan to move forward. Thank you for all uh, the work and research, uh, education that you do in your tick area. Young Min, am, am I going to see you in Hiroshima in December for the UK conference? Uh, yeah, if possible, I can. Uh join with you that would be great our first meeting again as a network i'm looking forward to seeing you i'm looking forward to seeing you all folks this is all the time we have today with me was young min ye from korea and i thank you again young min for sharing your latest insights and your vision of where uticaria research should go be well stay safe thank you and to all of you out there, if you have questions you would like us to address in a UCARE podcast, in one of the episodes of All Things Urticaria, do reach out to us and join back when we do our next episode of All Things Urticaria. For now and today, stay well, be well, goodbye. Bye. Medthority would like to thank Marcus Maurer for that fascinating insight into UCARE. If you have any other questions regarding urticaria, please feel free to ask us via our website www.medthority.com. Remember to tune in for the next episode of All Things Urticaria. From all of us at All Things Urticaria from Medthority, have a lovely week.